Hello there and welcome to the Abundance Health Podcast, a podcast where we talk about everything there is to learn and to know about what it truly means to have life and life in abundance. My name is Sharon Chabaibai and thank you so much for tuning in. Hello, hello once again and welcome to the Abundance Self Podcast. This is episode 17 of the podcast and today we are going to be talking about quarter life crisis. But before we even get to that, I hope you've been well. I hope your April has been going on well so far. The month is slowly coming to an end and yet again, like I always like to say on here on the podcast is that my God, time is really moving fast. Time is really moving fast and you know there's so much that is happening around us there is yeah so many things are happening around us but i do hope that you are well from wherever you're listening to this from and allow me to just take this moment to appreciate you who's listening to this podcast whether you're from kenya nigeria brazil whatever part of the world you're in thank you thank you thank you for tuning in thank you for your support thank you for always showing up for us and even with us even as we continue to pursue this life of abundance so karibu sana to the episode karibu sana sort of to the podcast (laughs) yet again and like i said today we are going to be talking about quarter life crisis and i'm going to be sharing with you why in a few before that as always allow me to just give a recap of our previous episode where we were talking about self-sabotage and dealing with the enemy within so self-sabotage and basically every other thing that is holding us back and i remember that the guiding thought for that episode was that we all have secrets we all have secret battles or struggles really that we wish no one knew about that could potentially lead to our downfall now there are those that maybe people know about our community knows about but there are those that we hide from the world there are those that we do not want anyone else to know that could potentially lead to our downfall and i remember i was even engaging a few of my friends in this discussion and it was interesting that there was a debate on you know sometimes you find that there are people who are really well-spoken people who are really outgoing who are talkative and sometimes it's easy to assume that such people do not have anything going on because they're always sharing they're always talking to people about maybe what they may be going through or whatnot and i remember a friend of mine was sharing about how sometimes you could be a talkative person sometimes you could actually be sharing with the world almost everything that could be going on in your life or maybe 90 percent of the struggles that you have when you actually needed to share that 10 percent that 10 percent that maybe you're hiding that 10 percent that you haven't shared is actually what is really affecting you as an individual and i really did agree with that that sometimes just because someone is talkative just because someone is well spoken or outgoing doesn't necessarily mean that they do not have anything going on that or rather that they do not have anything that is bothering them um and i think that is something that really caused me to think a lot about that about even i for example as an individual i like to believe that i am open that i like i like to believe that i often share my struggles with my loved ones with other people who are closest to me but then again there's also that 10 percent, that 20 percent that i haven't shared that you know could be affecting me the most 
Now that was about just dealing with that enemy within, dealing with those secret battles, those secret struggles that could be hindering us from living a life of abundance. And we were also asking the questions, the question rather, what are the things about our lives or rather what is the thing about my life or the things that I do, whether they're consciously or unconscious, unconsciously, that are hindering me from living a full and abundant life. There could be self-sabotaging habits. Whatever it is, what are those things that I do consciously? What are the things that I'm entertaining, the habits, the mindsets, you know, that could be self-sabotaging, that could be hindering me from living a life of abundance. And as I always like to say, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, you can press pause, go back to listen to that, go back and listen to that episode or you can keep listening to this episode and then after you're done, go and check out episode 16 that is dealing with the enemy within that is self-sabotage and all the other things that are hindering us from living a life of abundance. But on to today's episode, we are talking about quarter life crisis. Quarter life crisis. <laughs> is quarter life crisis really a thing? Is it really a thing? I mean, this is something that I have been thinking about for a while now. And I know I say that a lot here on the podcast. <laughs> I know I say that a lot, but this is something that I have been thinking about for a long time. And I'll tell you why. So at the time of recording this episode, it is the 23rd, I think, of April. <laughs> yes, it's the 23rd of April and I'm going to be turning 25 in a few days time. I'm going to be turning 25 literally next week at the time of recording this episode. And let me tell you, <laughs> oh my days, you guys, oh my days, I'll be turning 25 and I know you've even heard me mention this in the previous episodes, that is if you've listened to the previous episodes, about how, you know, I have been having this feeling inside of me where I feel like I want more. You know, there's more that I want to do with my life. There's really more that I feel I should have achieved or I should be achieving at this point in time. And I've been really trying to discover what that is. I've been really trying trying to uncover what that is or where this feeling is coming from. And I remember for some time, actually, last year when I was turning 24, I was really scared because I knew that the age that would follow after is 25. And I don't know about you, but society has painted 25 as this age where you know you should be having this and this going on for you you should have attained a certain level of ach achievement or success or fulfillment whatever it is you might want to call it so last year when I was turning 24 I was really I wasn't really excited yeah I wasn't excited about my birthday because I was thinking Okay, so after 24 comes 25 and that means that you know even I, I felt rather that even a lot of people would be looking at me asking me, so, okay, what are you doing with your life? And I actually have a family member who had asked me this question some time back. Actually, I think it was sometime last year, around the same time. And she was asking me, so what are you doing with your life? <laughs> and I remember she even asked it from a point of, I don't know if it was a joking point of view, but I remember it really struck me. And I asked myself, what am I doing with my life? Because 
very soon I'll be turning 25 and what do I have to show for it, right? So this is something that has been in my mind actually since last year, even before I started the podcast. And that is where it dawned to me that I could be going through quarter life crisis. I mean, this is something that usually happens to people who are, you know, in their mid 20s uh, to their late 20s, maybe where you're thinking about, okay, time is moving. I'm running out of time. Do I really know what I'm doing with my life? There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of fear of the unknown, fear of the future. And there's a lot of a feeling of feeling like a failure, feeling like you haven't done enough, feeling like there's maybe more that you need to be doing, feeling like, you know, other people are actually doing better than you, your fellow age mates, your people maybe you went to school with, people that, you know, you have done life together, people you have grown up with, you know, you're just looking at them and you're thinking, oh my word, I mean, this person is actually even people who are younger than you sometimes, even for me. The other day, I think I was on Instagram and I saw a post by someone who I think was two years. I was two years ahead of them when we were in campus or was it high school? And I remember thinking, okay, this person is literally, what, 22 years old. And I was thinking, wow. <laughs> I was just thinking, wow, how did this person get here? And most importantly, how did this person get here before me? I mean, the fact that I'm older than them should mean that I should be ahead of them. I should bring, I should be doing way better than them. And I know that this is a thought that we have had so many times before. And maybe we do not want to talk about it or maybe we are too, I, I don't want to call it self-absorbed or too prideful or too egotistic to say it. But sometimes you actually, there's a kind of jealousy, there's a kind of bitterness that comes with seeing people who are younger than you, people who you believe maybe you are better than them or you believe should have been better than them, do way better than you. Right, and that is the whole idea around quarter life crisis. So, just the other day, I actually just I think it was towards the end of last year, I was cleaning up my room and I found a diary that I had when I was still in campus. <laughs> and I've been sharing this to my friends actually, even before recording this episode. So, I've been telling my friends about this where I came across this diary. And it's so interesting how, you know, sometimes you, usually when I have diaries or journals, I'm, usually most of the time I destroy them because I don't like to go back to that part of my life. So if I had a journal or a diary where I wrote certain things, I like to burn, destroy. I just don't want to have to see that anymore. But with this one, apparently it had <laughs> gotten lost somehow and I found it that day. And I ended up landing on a page as I was perusing. I landed on a page where I had written things I want to achieve by 25. Now, at the time of writing this diary, I think I was 22 years old. So that's three years ago. And let me tell you, <laughs> I read point one, point two. I think there were about seven. And out of the seven, I think I have only achieved one. But not not at a hundred percent, maybe at maybe like twenty or fifteen percent, 
<laughs> if that even makes sense. Actually, no, there are two of them that are sort of, kind of, partly <laughs> achieved, but not at 100%. And I just sat there and I looked at that diary and I just asked myself, okay, how do I feel about this? And I felt sad, actually. For a moment, I really felt sad because... I, I remember how I had a lot of plans for my life, especially after I finished uh, campus. And I, I think I even shared about this in my very first few episodes, uh, in the first episodes of this podcast, rather, where I was talking about, you know, how I'd planned that I'd graduate, I'd get, a, I'd get a job at such and such, or rather I'd get an internship at such and such a place that absorb me. And that's where I'd kick off my career. But of course, life, COVID, a lot of things happened and all those plans were literally thrown away or rather just ended up in the gutters. They were no longer valid. I literally had to redesign or rather I literally had to re sort of have a rebirth where I go back and re-strategize, look at my life and say, okay, so this is not working. What do I need to do? Right? Where this was the plan, but now it isn't, what do I need to do? Where I literally had to reinvent myself, during, especially during that 2020 period. Because it so happened that I actually graduated during that COVID year. And I mean, it has, what, been three years now? Was it four? Yeah, three years. And I'm just thinking, I remember just looking at that diary and thinking, Maybe this did not happen because of COVID, right? Maybe if COVID hadn't happened, maybe I would have ticked all the boxes or ticked the list, this entire list right here. But is that really true? Right? So I remember just when, uh, when I looked at that diary, <laughs> when I read out all those things, those seven items, I think there are seven of them. And I just thought to myself... Does this mean I'm a failure? Because I'm turning 25, like I said, in a few days' time. But that does, does that mean I'm a failure now because I haven't achieved everything that is on that list? You know, does it mean that, you know, I'm not doing things right? What, how do I see myself? Actually, I remember asking myself, what does this mean or what, what does this look like? For when it comes to my self-perception, I don't know if that is making sense. Or rather, how has this, how has me not achieving all these things, how is it affecting the way that I see myself as an individual? Right? Do I see myself as a failure? Do I see myself as, you know, not have achieved anything in my life at this particular point in time? And like I said, I really got sad. I was really sad by the way for, I don't know how long it was, but I was just there saying, wow. And I even forgot that, you know, the person that I was then, even as I was writing those goals, I mean, I am a totally different person now. My mindset, the way that I look at life, my worldview has changed. It has grown. It has expanded. Actually, when I when I think about my life right now and how I used to think when I was 22 years old, honestly, I love the way my mind has grown. 
I love the kind of person that I have become right now, especially when it comes to my worldview, especially when it comes to how I reason out life, especially even when it comes to my mindset. Of course, there are things that maybe I want to improve on, or rather I actually not maybe, there are things for sure I want to improve on. There are parts of my mindset, or rather there are mindsets that I want to change and, you know, just shift from. But it, the Chabaibai, the 22-year-old Chabaibai who was writing out, writing down those goals and the 24-year-old Chabaibai right now, I mean, honestly, I was even telling a friend of mine, <laughs> interestingly, in, interestingly, just a few minutes ago, I was telling them how, honestly, I'm, I've been looking at these goals and I'm just thinking they were so unrealistic because he even went ahead to ask me some follow-up questions. So how are you planning to do this? And I'm like, I hadn't even thought of that. I just wrote it down because at the time it looked like, mm, this. it would be nice if I do this by 25. But I hadn't really gone ahead to think about the how. All I was thinking about is I want to do this. You know, I want to have achieved A, B, C, and D. I want to have gotten a car. I want to have lived in such a house. I want to have, you know, this, some goals that I had written that I hadn't, it wasn't really about how I was going to get there and even how they were going to sort of make my life efficient or rather help me live out my purpose even more. But they were just more about how I would honestly just, just look like I'm well off, you know, because most of the time you find that everything, most of the things rather that we do in life, we are doing just so that we can please other people so that we can look like, yes, she's driving this car. She lives in this neighborhood or she's doing this, this and this. She's earning this kind of salary. But it's not really about whether or not we are living the life that we have been called to live. Sometimes it's just about how other people look at you. And that also speaks a lot about how we look at ourselves. Because I think, actually, most, most of the goals that I had written down were more about glorifying myself as an individual. And that's the bitter truth, actually. Most of them were about... And actually, they're not even, like, bad goals. They're not... They're not, it's not like they're even like wicked things <laughs> because we dream as human beings. Most of us are actually dreamers or we have this um, view of life that we want. I mean, we all have these dreams and ambitions that we have, we want or other um, achievements that we want to gain. But most of the time, we never really take the time to question where the motivation for these things come from. So what is your motivation for wanting to buy a car, for example? What is your motivation for maybe living abroad? What is your motivation for living in a certain neighborhood? What is your motivation? You know, most of the time, it's just about how you want to do these things for yourself. You don't even go ahead to think about maybe, how am I going to do this? Is this realistic? Is this helping me to even attain my God-given purpose, for example? Is this helping me to live a more fulfilling life? Is this helping me? What, what is the motivation? So I remember thinking about, actually, all these things that I'm saying right now, all these questions, I came to quest question them later, but in that moment... When I was reading that book, when I was reading that diary, I, I just felt, whew, sis, 
what are you doing with your life? I just went back to that question. What am I doing with my life? And even as I'm saying this, it just takes me back to the episode that we did on scarcity versus abundance mindset. And this is something that my mom and I have been talking about recently, where as human beings, we have been conditioned to think about, you know, the things that we do not have. We have been conditioned to focus on the things that we lack. Where the abundance mindset or living in abundance actually calls us to focus on the bigger picture, to focus on what we have already been given. And what have we been given? We have been given purpose. We have been given purpose. Like none of us is on this earth for nothing, right? None of us is here to just eat, sleep, pay bills and die. And that is actually the foundation of this podcast. That is what we aim to communicate and to spread in each and every episode. So what have we been given? Each of us has been given a purpose. There's a purpose for which you were created. There's a purpose for which you are on this planet. And that is something that you have been given. Whether you know it or not, it is there. And it is up to us to discover what that thing is. Because that is, that is a certain truth. No one is here by accident. So it is a fact that each of us is here for a reason. But what do we focus on? We focus on what we do not have. We focus on the things that are lacking in our lives when we should be focusing on what we have already been given. When we talk about gratitude, when you talk about being grateful for even having a roof over your head, even not going to bed hungry, even just waking up in the morning and breathing in, having fresh breath in your lungs, you know? It's those, it, I mean, it looks so minute, it looks so insignificant, but then there's a lot of blessing, there's a lot of, there's just a lot to be grateful for, a lot that we could be focusing on. And when I think about quarter-life crisis, that is what I think about. I think about where is all this stemming from? It is stemming from the fact that I feel like I haven't done enough, where I feel like there's so many things that are lacking in my life that should be there. But I'm not thinking about Chebai Bai. Look at where you have come from. The things that I have achieved. Starting this podcast, for example. So many things that I have achieved so far. That I look back and say, oh my days. The ways in which God has proven to me how my dreams are possible. How, you know, the things that I have prayed for. The things that I have dreamed of. How they are actually possible. I may not have achieved them or I may not be in that position right now, but somehow God has revealed those things to me that this is possible and I have seen it happen. But in that moment when I was reading that diary, I wasn't thinking about that. All I was thinking about is I haven't achieved this. And that speaks into the scarcity versus abundance mindset, which is something that has really been ingrained in each and every one of us. Something that we really need to actively move past. You know, the scarcity mindset. Focusing on what we do not have. Focusing on what we like to believe or what we want to believe are failures when they're not. Right? 
And what is interesting when it comes to quarter life crisis, or rather this period of of my life or this period of life, you know, the season where you're thinking about how there's so much that you want to do is that it's usually around this time where even if you talk to someone, when you tell someone about what you're going through, and I'm actually, this was actually happening to me today because I had this conversation with a few of my friends today and everyone was just talking about how you realize that your life and the life of other people is different. You realize that, you know, actually I li- I really liked it when one, one of my friends said that none, not, not all of us, or rather none of us starts from the same launching pad. Um, and it made me think a lot. And then there's another common, common terminology where we're told, you know, trust the process. <laughs> you need to trust the process. But all these things, I remember I was even telling someone, all these things, they really look good on paper. When someone is saying it to you, you're, you're there nodding your head and saying, yes, you're right. I need to trust the process or that, yes, I'm on a different path. Others are walking, maybe, or others are running, maybe I'm walking, you know. I mean, <laughs> they all really look good on paper. But what happens in reality? In that moment, when I was reading that diary, was I? did I really remember those things? I didn't. I didn't remember that I am on a different path, which is true. I didn't remember that I have, we haven't started, we have not all started from the same launching pad. That is very true. You know, I didn't, I didn't remember all that, even all that of, you know, trusting the process. I didn't remember none of that. All I could think about was I am a failure. I haven't achieved this. This is what I said I would achieve, but I haven't achieved it. I wasn't even kind enough to myself to just go and ask myself okay why do I think I haven't achieved this and when I was telling this to one of my friends I remember they were asking me okay give me I want you to name all these things that you wrote so as I was naming them he was asking so is that under your control I'd find myself saying no He'd ask me, okay, what's the other one? And I figured, actually, out of the seven, only, I think, one or two were things I could actually control. And I remember he he asked me, so why are you putting all this pressure on yourself when you could not even have controlled every other thing that happened around your life that affected some of these goals? Why, Why would you think that you're a failure when none of this was in your control? And honestly, let me just take a moment, even as I say this, to just celebrate, commend my friends. Because every one of them that I was talking to about quarter life crisis, I mean, I am honestly happy that I have you people (laughs) in my life. Because you guys are so self-aware. There's a a certain level of self-awareness that, oh my word... I am really, really blessed to have you guys in my life. Because every person that I was talking to about this, they were really challenging it from a point, of course, from a point of tough love, from a point of telling me, but do you, this is not your fault, right? And even if it is, just go back and ask yourself, what could I have done differently? 
And right now, like I said, the 24-year-old Shabaibai is very different from the 22-year-old Shabaibai. And those goals may have made sense to me then, but some of them do not make any sense to me right now. And that is absolutely okay, right? That is absolutely okay. So just thinking about, okay, this is what I wanted to achieve. I haven't achieved it. Does this make me a failure? It doesn't. It doesn't make me a failure. And then <laughs> an interesting thing also is this, I think, past month, I was also venting to one of my friends again. <laughs> um, I'm just remembering actually this meme. Allow me to digress for a minute. This meme that says when you hear your friend mentioning you on your podcast, I'm sure right now almost, I think I've talked about almost five friends. <laughs> but anyway, so I was venting about, uh, to one of my friends just about this thing of feeling like I want more, feeling like people think that I have it all together, which is really funny because I myself, I'm looking at other people and saying, oh my God, these people are doing amazing things. This should be me, right? I'm, I'm just looking at other people and saying, this should be me. I should be doing that. I should have gotten that award. I should have done that. You know, instead of actually celebrating my friends, instead of actually being in um in a place where I can health in a healthy way without any bitterness, without any jealousy, just celebrate and be happy for the great things that are happening in the lives of those around me. All I'm thinking about is this should be me. This should have been me, right? So it's funny that I am in that position. And then there's actually someone else who is saying the same about me, right? So this is what I was venting about. I'm like, Someone is out there. I remember someone had mentioned it to me that I look like I have things figured out. And I looked at them and I'm like, are you serious? Do you even have any idea of the things that are keeping me up at night? How I'm constantly thinking, what lies in my future? How I'm constantly thinking about the, how there's just more that I need to have done at this point in my life. You think that I have things figured out? <laughs> and I was telling my friend, it, it reminded me of this song by Megan Trainer just that came out recently where she says, don't I make it look easy when I do what I do, right? From where you're seated, even as you're listening to me, you could be thinking, wow, she really has this thing figured out. She really has her life figured out, but you don't really know, right? And that's the thing about sitting on the other side, sitting on, on, you know, the other side of the screen, whether it's on social media, wherever it is that you might be viewing someone else's life. At that particular place, it's very easy to make conclusions about someone else's life, you know, based off of what they choose to reveal to you. Because again, not every, it's not every person who is going to reveal every single thing that is going on in their lives, unless they're on a reality TV show. And even most of these reality TV shows are scripted, right? So it's easy to make conclusions about someone else's life based off of what they choose to reveal or share to you. And it's easy to use those same, sometimes, you know, baseless um, conclusions to judge ourselves harshly. 
and despise our own journeys. You know, sometimes you just see that someone has posted that this and this is happening in their lives. Or maybe they've gotten married or maybe they've gotten engaged or they've gotten a new job abroad or maybe whatever it is, it's easy to look at that and without having any sort of facts. You know, sometimes it, it could be just baseless conclusions, you know, the conclusions that we make after seeing what is happening in someone else's life and you're just thinking, wow, I really am not doing anything with my life. So what are you doing? You're judging yourself harshly and you're despising your own journey. And it's interesting how it's actually this past, you know, this past few months where I have had this feeling over and over again. And every time I have this feeling, I just I keep getting reminded of this Bible verse that says, you know, despise not the days of your, you know, humble beginnings. And about how, you know, your latter days may be, it's just about, I cannot remember that Bible verse for the life of me, <laughs> but it's about how, you know, we're not, we shouldn't despise, you know, our journeys and how even though our beginnings may look small, there are greater days that lie ahead for us. I know a verse that has really been key in my life, something that I have kept reminding myself in those moments when I have felt uncertain is Jeremiah 29, 11. And it's a verse that everyone knows, but it's a really powerful verse that says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. And these plans, they are to prosper you and not to harm you. They're to give you hope and a future. So even when I'm staying up all night thinking about how I don't have a few, what is in my future or what am I doing with my life, there's already a promise that I have been given, you know, that God's plan, plans for me are great. They're meant to prosper me. They're not meant to harm me, but they're to give me hope and a future. But you see, most of the time again, when we have all this uncertainty, when we have all these thoughts going through our minds, rarely do we remember these truths. What do we choose to do? We focus on that feeling, on that moment where I am a failure, on that moment of I have not achieved this, this and that. In fact, when someone at that particular moment tells you, but baby, you're on a different path, honestly, you could get really mad. <laughs> because again, I don't know what, what it's usually about. Sometimes you want to sit there in self-pity, feel sorry for yourself. But then what good will come out of that? Feeling sorry for yourself. Again, like my friend told me today, it's just thinking about, okay, yes, this is what you wanted to become at 25 now for my case in point this is what i wanted to become but what else have you become that was not on that list what other achievements even greater achievements have you become have you attained that are not even on that list and why would you choose to disqualify these great things that have happened over the few things that have not happened or did not happen Again, I was talking to another friend of mine, a very good friend of mine. And I asked her, because she's older than me, I asked her, did you ever go through quarter life crisis? We're actually on phone. 
and she told me about how she too had so many things that she had wanted to achieve by 25. But then she came to achieve them later on in life at say 26, 27. And she was telling me, you see, at that time when she was 25, she was just thinking about how she had not achieved them, but she didn't really know that she was going to achieve them later on. And that is where it dawned to me that, yes, yeah, sometimes we have goals. Sometimes you just have this desire within you that maybe you want to do such and such a thing, but you put a timeline on it. But then there's God who's looking at you and he's like, uh -uh. are you sure if I gave this to you now? Because actually most of the time, most of our desires also come from the heart of God. And usually that is something that I always desire, that the desires that I have, they reflect those that also God has for my life, right? So maybe God has planted this desire in you and you actually know this is something you want. This is something that you can achieve. But then you decide to put, you know, a time to it. Say maybe you, you have this desire to get married, right? And say you, you decide, I want to get married by 25. So when it gets to 25 and you're not married, I hope, I don't know if that's a good example, but still, you get to 25, you're not married and you're just thinking, ah, maybe there's, I, maybe I wasn't even meant to get married. You're already thinking about all these things, but God knows, no, honey, no, I don't think you know. There's still more that I want you to do before maybe you get married or there's still more that I want you to do before I can bless you with this desire or, or when I can actually make this dream come true for you. But you see, at that point in time, you do not have that gift of hindsight. You know, you, do, you can't really see that. At that time, you only want to focus on the fact that it has not happened. But who says it will not happen? Who says it will not happen? Sometimes it could be because maybe it wasn't, it was never meant to happen. But sometimes it could also be because it is going to happen, just not now, just not when you want it. And you see, the thing with God is that it's, um, it's just about yielding to his will, yielding to his plan. Sometimes it's not about God doing things in our timing. It's about doing it in his timing. And it's something that we like to say a lot, you know, God's timing. But again, like I always like to ask here on the podcast, do we really understand what that means? What, what does it mean when we say waiting on God or trusting in God's timing? What does it mean when we say trusting the process? What does it mean when we say that we are all on a different path? What does that mean? Right? So is quarter life crisis, is it really a thing? Is it fact or is it fiction? <laughs> the answer is yes. According to me, it does happen. It is possible to get to that point of quarter life crisis. But it should not. It shouldn't happen. It shouldn't be something that is constantly worrying us or keeping us up at night because... Again, when you talk about living a life of abundance, it's not about focusing on what you do not have. And I believe I even mentioned this. There was a quote. I don't. I can't remember if it was by Oprah or if it was. I cannot remember her name. I can't remember who said it exactly. But it's about how most of the time, when we focus on the things that you do not have, you realize that you literally have nothing. 
You know, if you actually sat down and looked at the things you do not have, you'd even ask yourself, wow, how am I surviving? But when you focus on the things that you have, you will realize that, oh my word, I have a lot to be grateful for. I have a lot to be grateful for. Right? So interestingly enough, as I was preparing for this episode, I happened to just sit in to listen. I happened to just sit in as my mom was listening to a certain YouTube video about, or rather by a certain preacher. And he was talking about um, something about purpose. And it really made me think a lot. I cannot remember exactly what he said word for word, but it really opened my mind, especially in this conversation on quarter life crisis about how most of the time we have made our lives about us. You know, even when I, as I was writing my goals, I actually thought back to when I was writing those goals. I was thinking about how when I was writing all these things, it was never about other people. It was about me what I wanted to achieve. And whether you want to call that a good thing or a bad thing, for me, I just kept thinking about what about all these things was going to be of service to other people? What about these goals? What about these ambitions? What about it was going to be of service to other people? So most of the time, we have made lives about ourselves or rather we go about lives thinking that it's about us, right? Everything that you do, what is in it for me, right? That is a mentality. Let's be honest. That's a mentality. That's a mindset that we have carried around. We're always thinking about what is in it for me? What is in it for me? What is in it for me as Chabaibai? What is in it for me? But then, like I said... Who told us that we were created on this earth for ourselves? Hmm? Who told us that we are on this earth to serve our own needs? And what I love the most about what this guy was saying is that he, he referred to the story of Queen Sheba and Solomon. About when that time when Queen Sheba went to visit Solomon and when he just... When she saw, you know, the great, the richness that Solomon had, when she saw the, when she witnessed and experienced the wisdom that Solomon had, what she said was that, if I remember correctly, is that God must have really loved Israel so much that he had to create Solomon to be the king over Israel at that particular time. So it wasn't about Solomon being king so that he could enrich himself, you know, so that he, he could feel good about himself. It was really about him being created was because God loved his people so much, you know, that he had to give them such a wise king. So that was such a beautiful, I had never thought of it like that, but I remember just thinking that is what purpose is all about. Like, if we are to live a life of abundance, it's not about us. It's not about the things that I want to do. It's not about how I want to glorify myself as an individual. It's about how can I express, how, how can I express the love of God through my purpose? You know, how can I show people that God's, God loves them through the kind of work that I do, through the way that I live my life? 
right? So that is something that my days, it really spoke to me. And when I just went back and thought about <laughs> my quarter life crisis and just thinking about my life, I kept asking myself, when did I make it about me? Because when I'm thinking about how I have become a failure, what standards am I using to make that judgment? What I am doing as an individual, is it bringing value to the lives of other people? The answer is yes. I like to believe that what I do here on the podcast, for example, that it's actually bringing value to the lives of people, then then if that is the case, I am not a failure. I may not have achieved the one, two, threes that I had listed down on that diary, but there's so much that I have achieved right now as an individual that is actually bringing value to the lives of other people that was never even part of the goals and the dreams that I had at that particular point in my life. And so I need not judge myself harshly. I need not despise my journey. And I'm going to challenge you to think about the same thing. I don't know where you are at your life right now. Either you're also turning 25, have turned 25, or have experienced quarter life crisis. Again, when we talk about scarcity and abundance, always just try or rather teach yourself to not focus on what you do not have. And I know that is easier said than done. Believe me, I know for a fact. If someone in fact told me today, I, I rather that day to focus on, you know, to trust the process, I would have gotten so angry. <laughs> and that is the truth. Because sometimes all these things do is that they just go ahead to remind us how they, you know, why? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling like I haven't achieved all this? Why are you telling me to trust the process? Do you think I haven't trusted the process? I know these are some of the things that go on in our minds. But then again, focus on the bigger picture. What have you achieved right now that maybe was never part of your dream, was never even part of the plan. And is it adding value to the lives of other people? Is it in line with, you know, your purpose as an individual? And yes, you may not have achieved what you wanted to achieve, but who says that you will not achieve them? Also go ahead and think about were they even realistic in the first place? Because like I said, even... As we grow older, even as we get to experience life more, our mindsets, our worldview, it changes. And we become better individuals. We get to see the world in a different light. And it's important that we embrace that. We embrace that growth. Because sometimes you could be thinking you failed, but you've literally just grown. It's not failure if you've grown. It's not failure if, if your mindset has grown for the better. It's not failure if your worldview has changed for the better. It's not failure if you have even found a different path or you have even found the right path. Because who calls it, why call it failure and maybe that was not even the path you are meant to take. So it's also just about asking God for that gift of hindsight. And even or even foresight to be able to know that just because it didn't happen, just because it hasn't happened for me, doesn't make me a failure. Doesn't mean that there are no greater things that are yet to come for me. 
And I really love this verse in Romans that talks about all things work out for the good of those who love the Lord and those who are called according to his purpose. All things. And usually I like to underline and circle that all things. Because for me in 2020, there was so much I wanted to do, so much I wanted to achieve, so many plans that I had, but they never worked out. But right now, I'm in such a, I'm in a better position than I was then. And it just goes to prove that all things work out for good, right? That I need to believe, you need to believe that God has great plans for you. You need to believe it. God has great plans for you. And yes, sometimes when you look at what is happening in other people's lives, it may be hard to see what that is. But then there's a lot of work that I think God does in the background that sometimes we cannot see until later on. Sometimes you're thinking, my God, nothing is happening for me. Nothing is working for me. But then later on in life, you look back and you say, wow, there was a lot that God was doing in my life at that particular time that I was not seeing. You know, that I really, there's a lot of maybe sharpening that I needed. There's a lot of preparation that I needed. Actually, I think the season of preparation or that season of waiting is usually the most difficult times. And for me, I even just looking at my life in my 20s and just turning 25 in a few days, it's just all about transition. It's going to be a new season in my life. But my days, I'm turning 25 and I'm really grateful that I've seen this beautiful 25 years and I cannot wait to see the more many years that even God has in store for me. So yes, be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself, extend grace to yourself. And that is something I know that I have talked about more and more here on the podcast. Focusing on the bigger picture. Focusing on purpose. You have not been put here for nothing. And that speaks to quarter life crisis. I mean, it's not really a crisis. It's not. It's not really a crisis. It's just pressure that we put on ourselves. Pressure, unnecessary pressure or unnecessary expectations that we put on ourselves where we even judge ourselves too harshly or we set unnecessary, unattainable uh, achievements or st standards for ourselves. And then when we do not achieve it, we're just thinking, I am a failure. Well, that is not true. I'm here to tell you that that is not true. So I'm going to read something that I found online. Um, a friend of mine had posted it a few weeks back and it read, I hope you learn to see yourself with kinder eyes. I hope you learn that your days do not have to be filled with everything the world says they must be. I hope you find the beauty in letting yourself rest, in letting yourself be. I hope you will nurture yourself in the simplest ways. I hope you'll give yourself the benefit of the doubt. I hope you will see your strengths a little more than your weaknesses. And I hope you know that you are more than you let yourself to believe. And that is what I'm going to close this episode by. You are not, you are more rather, you are more than what you let yourself believe. We always want to extend kindness to other people. But how often 
do we extend kindness to ourselves? And finally, another verse that actually came to me when I was prepping for this episode is Psalms 90, where it says about, teach us to number our days. Teach us to number our days so that we may, I think, give you a heart of wisdom. Um, actually, yeah, the Amplified Version says, so teach us to number our days that we may cultivate and bring to you a heart of wisdom. I remember thinking about it in the context of right now for me, literally just realizing that I'm turning 25 very soon. I mean, that should not be a cause of me to fear, you know, to think that maybe I'm running out of time or maybe there's more that I have to attain. It's just thinking about how just having that realization should cause me to just think about, okay, what do I need to do to keep serving God and to keep serving his people better? You know, I may have failed in the past. What can I do to reinvent myself? What can I do to get back on track? You know, those are now the questions that I'm asking myself and I am challenging you to also ask yourself the same. So yes, that is pretty much it. That is quarter life crisis for you. I hope that this episode has added value. I hope it has given you more to think about. And of course, be sure to let me know, have you experienced quarter life crisis? How have you dealt with it? Or do you think quarter life crisis is actually a thing or is it just something we put on ourselves unnecessarily? And of course, as always, be sure to engage with us on our social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Abundance of Podcast. And of course, go ahead and rate and review us from wherever you get your podcasts. We are currently on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. We are on Apple Podcasts and pretty much everywhere else you get your podcasts. And like I always like to say, if you remember nothing else, absolutely nothing else from today's episode, I hope you remember that you have been called to have life and life in abundance and that I am rooting for you. Until next time, bye-bye.